You're listening to The Omni Show. Get to know the people and stories behind the Omni Group's award-winning productivity apps for Mac and iOS. Music. I'm your host, Brent Simmons. On the line with me today is Thorsten Grantner, founder and CEO of OmniCert, which is a certification body for sustainability management systems. Say hello, Thorsten. Hello, Thorsten. So how are you doing? I, I should note to the audience that we're recording on uh, March 18th, and um, at Omni, we're all working from home, and I assume you guys are too. You're in Germany, right? In Bavaria? Yeah, we're in Bavaria, and we're doing fine. Thank you, Brent. And the uh, yeah, we're also the Omni, and we're also working from home. <laughs> All Omnis work from home. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> this virus seems to not be limited to one certain region by now. We're all being hit by it. So uh, I hope you guys are good, and I hope all our listeners are good. And anyway, that's not what this show is about, so we'll move on from that. So you have a company called OmniCert. Now, I noticed that you've got the name Omni in there. How, how did that come to be? I love the name Omni, by the way. It's a great company <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, we, we love it too, actually. But it was um, back in 2009 when my wife and I decided to found our own company. We actually forgot to think of a name. And <laughs> I've been using Omni Group's products for quite a while back then. And then the lawyer who made all the paperwork for the foundation of the company asked, well, what's the, the company's name? I got to know it, well, in 10 minutes. And then we thought, yeah, well, Omni means everything. And mm -hmm. we both had quite a lot of Latin in, in school. I went to a monastery school, actually. Wow. And yeah, we thought something with uh, certification, we would just certify everything. So it went out to be OmniCert. OmniCert. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Tell me more about this monastery school. Were you studying to be a monk or is it just that a monastery has a school? Yeah, it's uh, the latter. So okay. the church uh, is, well, the, especially the Roman Catholic Church is, well, quite strong here in Germany, historically. And they run a lot of organizations like hospitals or home for elderly or the disabled people or yeah, schools. So, hmm. yeah. And th this one just happens to be near where we live. And it's a very liberal school. It's, yeah, qu quite nice. Uh, it's also boys and girls mixed uh, school and, well, it's run by monks, but they employ teachers. Mm, okay. It's just a normal a normal school, basically. Mm. You mentioned having a Latin education. Was that something kind of specific to the monastery school or is that just commonplace in your area? Mm, yeah, well, there are two other schools for higher education uh, around here and they all most of them run Latin. You can kind of get around it if you go for French or Spanish instead of Latin. But normally you would uh, have English as a first foreign language and then go for Latin and or uh, French as a second and third foreign language. So it's quite hmm. common, actually. Latin is not taught very much here in the United States. But amazingly, my nephew is taking Latin classes. So... Somebody's still learning Latin around here. 
it's a pretty logic language, actually, and it gives you a good foundation for all the Roman languages afterwards. So, but it, of course, it's a pain to learn. But yeah, when you're 14 and you go to school, everything is a pain to learn, isn't it? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, I still have nightmares about geometry class. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I went to become an engineer, and uh, so, well, I shouldn't have nightmares about geometry. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Wow, I really didn't like school. Let's not talk about that anymore. <laughs> well, we have to do homeschooling at the moment, oh, and I right. think it's yeah. great because they, yeah. closed, they closed down all our schools. Mm-hmm. So we have our uh, scrum board in here in our house and as well as at work. And then our eight-year-old is using this scrum board to get together his timetable and we do our homeschooling. And well, normally in Germany, you don't have that. You do not have the option to do homeschooling because your kids have to go to school. So you, uh-huh. can't, you can't opt into uh, schooling your kids at home. So for us, it's pretty special. Uh, what's the rationale for not allowing homeschooling? I mean, outside of the current crisis, is it just that kids need socialization or? Oh, good question. Uh, actually, I found out that there was such a thing as homeschooling when I first went to Australia back in 2000. So for, mm-hmm. for us, it's, it's normal to everybody goes to school. Yeah. And if you if you don't, uh, police literally picks you up after a while if you don't show up because children have to go to school. It's mandatory. Yeah. So huh. yeah, and uh, the the police would pick you up and drive you to school. Seriously, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. The, the state <laughs> makes sure you go to school. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it's it's in the interest of everybody that kids get an education. So I get yeah. it. And now we got to the chance to teach them about getting things done and Scrum and all these uh, sort great. of things. Yeah. Uh, so your, your kid, your eight-year-old is learning agile processes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah that's great. Since his parents are uh, both in Boy Scouting, we are quite familiar with that. Hmm. And that's why we used, we started to use OmniFocus right when it showed up on our horizon. All right. So, yeah. How did you uh, get started using OmniFocus in the first place? Had you been, um, say, an Omni Outliner user before then? Or? That's actually a good question because I started using OmniFocus, I guess it was back in 2008 when I got to buy my first Mac computer. And mm. I didn't know. I kind of stumbled over it. I liked the homepage a lot. I liked liked it how the Omni Group described their whole team and there was a dog on there. And uh, (laughs) believe it or not, my second employee, Yvonne, she came to me and she told me she would only start working here when she could bring her dog. Uh (laughs) And that was in 2009, six months after we founded the company. And I remembered the Omni dog. I don't know its name. Uh, we met Ken uh, last year in Amsterdam, and I think he he said this dog is not with you anymore. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, <laughs> yeah, I started working at Omni in 2014, so yeah, I don't think I ever knew that particular dog. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of dogs in the office. People love bringing their dogs in. Yeah, we even have an office with a little dog door. So. Because oh, that's normally great. Our, our offices don't have doors, uh, really. Only the, the meeting rooms have doors. 
Uh-huh. But we have one office with a little door. It's about one meter high. So the people who work, who bring their dogs can can work there. So the dogs feel uh, comfy. So they uh-huh. don't have to fight for their their claim. Uh-huh. So that they wouldn't bark when you, when you enter. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh, how big is OmniCert? We are 38 um, employees at the moment. Mm. And uh, it's still growing actually people keep coming and yeah we we keep getting clients and so we keep getting good people who want to work with us it's it's quite nice and there's a uh, quite a bunch of uh, freelancers around these uh, 38 people whom we work together with all in all it's about 40 45 people whom we manage Hmm. So you're a certification body for sustainability management systems. Um, mm-hmm. What what does that really mean? So what do you actually do? Well, there are certain international standards like the quality management ISO 9001. Maybe you've heard about that one. No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's an industry standard on quality management. Yeah. Okay. So how you have your continuous improvement process I think you would say DevOps in your branch in IT. Mm-hmm. And there are also systems for managing your stakeholders and your environmental and social issues. And we okay. specialize on these management systems. So basically how a company is run, if they have their stakeholder dialogue in place, if they have identified who are their stakeholders, what are their expectations and how to address these expectations. And that also means like risk management, like preparing for a situation like we have now with Mm -hmm. the coronavirus. And those companies who run these systems should be better prepared than those who don't. So do you help people with their systems or are you purely certifying their systems, giving them a grade of some kind, I, I assume? Mm, yeah, it's like 98% certification. And okay. then we have a little spin-off of our company. It's another company. It's called OmniCert Consulting. Mm-hmm. There's a few employees who have shares together with me and my wife in that company. And this company has about 20 clients and we help those clients to get their systems up and running. But, of oh. course, those clients we are not allowed to certify. Oh, that makes sense. It would be a yeah. conflict of interest, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So how do you use OmniFocus to help you run OmniCert? Our whole philosophy has always been based around people managing their own work and being able to manage their own life, obviously, because mm-hmm. people make it to work in the morning and they make it back and the next day they show <laughs> up again. So I, I guess they're doing quite fine with that. So we never had the philosophy to tell people what to do, but rather to have them tell us what we can do together. That's mm-hmm. our, our whole philosophy. And then from there on, I suggested our first employees that it might be a good idea to run our processes with uh, OmniFocus. And in the first months, we didn't have any process whatsoever. So we set up processes for ourselves. 
And we built all that into OmniFocus. So we made long lists of, well, projects and tasks and subtasks. And to serve one customer, we had about 52 steps, tasks, which we had to fulfill to be able to issue a certificate. And in the first year, we were five employees and we had 600 clients. So if you add that up, and we use this getting things done methodology by David Allen quite a mm-hmm. lot. And every new employee gets quite a, a nice range of books and GTD is one of them. And yeah, people start to use OmniFocus for different occasions. And into our software, we build export functions so we can push tasks into OmniFocus and back again and so it has a nice uh, API or API, as you as you would say, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our programmers found out that it's quite nice to use this uh, interface, and yeah, so everybody is using it quite in a in a bit of a different way. Mm-hmm. But we get everybody at our company to um, to do a weekly review at the end of the week, maybe at one thirty on Friday afternoon. The whole company gets together and we have a little panel for two or three minutes just as an impulse, as a motivation impulse that everybody would do their weekly review. Oh, that's and, great. And we, we tell people they they can also use their private stuff. And because I want them to go home with a clear head and show up on Monday with a motivation and know mm-hmm. they have a clean desk mm-hmm. and nothing's falling through the cracks. We call it... Eskimo role. That's uh, from canoeing. You know, when the when the uh-huh. uh, when the Inuit or wh- whatever. I'm not very familiar with the people f- uh, um, originally from from Canada. Uh, when they do this uh, 360 flip through the water. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. This Eskimo role. I, I don't know what you call it in English with a kayak. Uh, and yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. We got a lot of people who living at the Danube who go paddling a lot, including me. So we call uh-huh. this weekly review the Eskimo Role. Yeah, okay. Because we, we take a deep breath, dive under, and then come back up again, and we are completely refreshed. That's ah. our weekly review. Yeah. Ah, I get it. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Lots of people use OmniFocus, therefore. Yeah. So, Do you buy a license of OmniFocus for each of your employees or? Yeah, just every, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we were switching back and forth a little bit because some buy it from the App Store and some have licenses directly from the Omni Group and uh, some guy at our company he kind of tried to harmonize that now we have a an Apple business account and we we can push the li- licenses onto the devices. I don't know the correct name for it, but. Um, I forget the name. It's it. The name has changed, and I'm yeah. not sure what it is right now. Yeah. We have a, a special machine, an old iMac for it. It's called Appomat because it's pushing the apps. That's all it does. And mm-hmm. you can log into this machine and via screen sharing and push. You grab your apps from the App Store and you push it onto your device. So everybody at our company can kind of choose their their own apps. Oh, cool. Yeah. But we teach OmniFocus is, is part of our onboarding process, as well mm-hmm. as the whole GTD methodology and the whole Scrum framework. 
we also teach them about OmniFocus. And uh, yeah, the, then quite a few people use it. And it's become a habit that people ask, well, what's what's the next action here? It's this uh, whole... <laughs> oh, that's great. Everyone has the terminology. Yeah, yeah. And everyone talks in like a definition of done because the next action always needs a definition of done. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that's actually quite a nice habit we set up around this whole GTD philosophy, which uh, OmniFocus is the visualization for. That's cool. Are uh, most people use it on their Macs or on their iPhones or iPads, or is it really a mix? It's a complete mix. Well, Mm -hmm. whoever has an iPhone and uses it on their Mac, they would use it on their phone as well. Some Mm -hmm. have licensed it privately because they came to our company and they brought it with them already, but they would synchronize it quite a lot. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I even try it on my Apple Watch every now and again, but I have too many open items all the time, so it <laughs> it, it doesn't. I, I need a bigger screen than on the Apple Watch. It doesn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too many hobbies, I guess. Uh-huh. But actually, this whole philosophy around this GTD allowed us to switch our whole company into the home office from last Wednesday to Thursday. Mm-hmm. We just said, well, we have this corona crisis now and we will get a shutdown in Germany in a few days. So let's just uh, take down our tents and go home, everybody. And mm-hmm. this went very, very smoothly. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad we could help with that, with our software in some small way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. So do you use any kind of... Um, custom perspectives or uh, anything interesting in your workflow that uh, listeners might be interested in? Personally, I work with a lot of tags. That Mm -hmm. was a really great function for me because I'm talking to quite a lot of people every day when I'm in the office. So because people would come up and would, would ask me questions and while we're at it, I can open my OmniFocus and check if they are tagged somewhere so I can address other topics as well. That mm-hmm. helps me quite a lot. And also the the focus function to really go into monk mode, into deep work mode. Mm-hmm. I use it quite a lot. And yes, perspectives as well. I got quite a few of them because I'm on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. I would say... On average, I'm in the office one and a half or two days a week, and the rest of the week, three to four days, I'm on the road. And whether I'm on the train or, or in the car or in in some kind of uh, boring meetings, I would use those perspectives to show me the tasks I can do there. Yeah, or such a small task or simple tasks or yeah, whatever. So you must have clients all over Germany if you're on the road so much. Mm. Or are they largely fairly local or, or are you traveling outside the country sometimes? I'm curious about all the travel. We're traveling to Austria every now and again, but from Bavaria, this is not really another country. Um, mm, sure. If you live in Hamburg or in Berlin, Austria is another country. But if you live in like Bavaria, Austria is Closer to us than Berlin is, actually. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about uh, Seattle and Canada or Texas. Uh, I can imagine if you drive <laughs> across the border to Canada, maybe it's a bit nearer 
from like yeah. philosophy wise than right. uh, no Alabama or Texas. Yeah, that's true. I've never been to the States, but I can imagine that. Yeah. A few hours north of us by car is Vancouver, British yeah. Columbia. And it, mm -hmm. Vancouver's a lot like Seattle. It's a yeah. wonderful city. Uh, but if we were to go to Houston, say, it would be mm -hmm. it would probably seem quite quite a bit more different than Vancouver is to us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So we, we have clients actually all over Germany, yes. The density is higher in Bavaria or in Baden-Württemberg, which is our neighbor uh, state, than it is. But I'm also doing a lot of work on, well, I'm a consultant for the federal government. I've been uh, doing that for nine years mm. and I have to travel to Berlin a lot. And then, yeah, I'm working in other interest groups in, in Hamburg and Frankfurt. So I, I'm taking the train quite a lot. We don't fly, so flying is not an option for us as a company, as we have a strong sustainability approach, and Germany is not that big. I mean, you can reach well oh, okay. by train in uh, four hours. So oh, that's, that's not bad, yeah. Yeah, we, we have a, quite a nice high-speed railway system, mm -hmm. not like Japan, but it's really good. I love it. And so we would just hop into the train and drive to wherever we want. Yeah, or we, we would take the car, but I don't drive the car to Berlin, which is uh, 500K back and forth mm. in one day. You wouldn't do that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Although we could reach it because we have uh, three Teslas, actually. And, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, <laughs> we do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. You like You like the Tesla? Yeah, well, uh, the first thing we really like about it is that it's running on electricity and not on, mm -hmm. on fossil fuels. So we can actually charge it with uh, green energy. And since mm -hmm. we're a certification body for green electricity, we really know what we're doing. Uh -huh, right. So we, we make sure it's filled with mostly with uh, green power. And mm -hmm. so we really like to bring our CO2 footprint down. And Tesla helps us a lot with that, really a lot. And that's fantastic because like four years ago, we didn't have a real alternative. And mm -hmm. But we leased the first Tesla Model S yeah, four years ago. And last year we bought two Tesla Model 3 and they keep us running. We have a few Tesla owners here at Omni in Seattle, mm -hmm. including I think maybe Ken. I forget. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah, didn't so, ask yeah. him about that one. Yeah. When yeah. we met in Amsterdam on the GTD summit last year. Our electricity in Seattle, I think, is largely hydroelectric. So we have a nice green source of energy, of electricity here, which is cool. Yeah, it is. We really need to address this climate change issue. It's a really big problem. That's another thing that like OmniFocus helps us in our work because we often have big ideas or we want to tackle big problems and OmniFocus or the whole like OmniOutliner and whatever you use or OmniGraffle, it helps us to break down big problems or big questions into bits and pieces and give it a structure and make it workable until it lands in our uh, Jira, in our Scrum boards or Kanban boards, whatever we use mm -hmm. to manage our team. 
Yeah, since OmniFocus is a personal management tool, we, we need a, a collaboration tool as well, and we use Jira for that. But I can't, for me, it doesn't work to structure like the big projects in, in Jira up front. I need some other tool to give me some, the big picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is where OmniFocus helps me a lot. And it teaches me to think in the way you need to break it down into manageable tasks. Yeah. Right. And tasks that have a definition of being done, which is exactly really important. Yeah. Yeah. Do you or people in your company also use Omni Outliner and Omni Graffle? We used Omni Graffle a lot, really. Mm-hmm. Since we started using Atlassian Confluence and it came with a plugin, it's called Gliffy. People use that to draw directly inside Confluence. So OmniGraffle fell a bit into the background, but for me, it's, it's quite superior because it's the graphics, the whole handling of things is much nicer. Mm-hmm. But it's not in line. You can't post it to the Confluence, you know? Oh, so, right. Yeah. Sure. That's the only reason why a few people stepped back from using OmniGraffle. But it mm-hmm. gave us company for like seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. And some people still use it, including myself. It's mm-hmm. really nice. And Omni Outliner as well. I really love how it corresponds. I'm using MindNode as well, this uh, okay. uh, mind mapping software. Yeah. And I can just export it into OmniFocus. I really love that feature. For me, that's <laughs> perfect. That's really mm-hmm. perfect. I use it quite a lot. We made a huge mind map last week and in the night from Sunday to Monday to organize us uh, fleeing from the office into the home offices. And it it went so smoothly. And with a flick of a switch or with a press of a button, I can just push the whole thing into OmniFocus or into OmniOutliner. And I have my structure there and I'm good to go. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's really awesome. Seriously, it's like natural yeah. way of working. Yeah, that's the way software ought to work. Yeah, that, that's very cool. So this helps us a lot in our whole thinking process. And when you set up a management system or when you certify management systems, so actually we look at other companies and how they run their business. And we have to compare, do they run it like this kind of norm framework would see that or not? Do they comply to it or not? We always try to understand if they know why they are doing things the way they do Mm. it, which means they have kind of identified their stakeholders and they know their expectations and they are able to break down the work into manageable tasks. Mm -hmm. And this is where the whole thinking of OmniFocus helps us. Oh, that's great. So in a way, you're trying to see if they're managing things the way OmniFocus or a GTD system would would have you manage things. Yeah, in parts, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a few add-ons. What, what they have to do is they have to do internal auditing, which is like the inspector function. I think it's called okay. inspector in English, isn't it? Yep. The function with a coffee cup. In German, it's called Überprüfung. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you, you wouldn't want to use this word in English. <laughs> <laughs> Überprüfung. 
Yeah. And well, they have to self-inspect in regular timeframes. So, okay, so that's like the weekly review. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. And yeah. well, they would call it an internal auditing mm-hmm. and some companies would do it once a year because the external auditor would come three weeks after that and they need to show him something or her something. Mm -hmm. But those are actually normally the companies who run the systems because they want to have a piece of paper on the wall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the ones who really want to manage their company according to these norms and to really want to be like sustainable or good in quality or efficient on energy, they would do these internal audits uh, all year round, of course, and they would right. have a, a quick continuous improvement process. That's one feature I have to do myself. Like in OmniFocus, I'm not 100% sure how to manage my continuous improvement process. So hmm. actually, I'm, I just had this idea. It would maybe be a nice idea to include that in OmniFocus as well. Once you're done with your überprüfung your mm-hmm. inspection <laughs> weekly yeah. review yeah maybe it would be nice to define a task what can you do better next week mm. and this is mandatory so it jumps into your inbox mm-hmm. right because this is something my teams we run seven scrum teams in our company and we sometimes keep forgetting that after the retrospective we are like, yeah, what do we want to do a better job on next week? And then we write it down. We make it a Jira item. In the next week's review, we are looking for this Jira item and nobody knows where it's gone. So it's it's not that important. So Mm -hmm. maybe OmniFocus could have a a feature like continuous improvement. Yeah, I like that idea. Well, I will bring that up with the team. Yeah, that'd be nice. Thanks. Well, it's important. I mean, we should all be, hopefully all be getting better all the time. So if OmniFocus can help with that, that's a good thing. Yep. If I could, I would also add like a green button somewhere to see if the task is paying into our company's vision and mission to help make the world a better place in terms Mm. of sustainability. (laughs) Yeah, right. Not only do I need those orange flags, but I would also need a green flag. (laughs) A green flag, yeah. Yeah, That's great, yeah. Well, I want to thank you, Thorsten, for joining us on the podcast and also thank you so much for the work you're doing, making the world a greener and more sustainable place. And thank you for helping make the world a more organized place and helping people to be more organized and, uh, yeah, be happier. I think that's really important because I think with happy people we can manage to have the world more sustainable because with grumpy people it won't work (laughs) I agree with that that sounds great so how can people find you on the web oh we have a homepage it's omnisert.de okay there is also an omnisert.com I think that actually from from the valley, as you would call it, I guess. Mm, mm-hmm. They're doing software, and we are the .de is for Deutschland, for Germany. Mm-hmm. Actually, 10 years ago, I didn't think about reserving a .com domain because I thought, well, pff, I don't know, if I ever mm-hmm. work outside of Bavaria, 
And now I get the chance to have a telephone call with the United States. I'm quite excited, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so it's omnisert.de. They would find us. But the whole homepage okay. is in German. So, yeah. Mm, well, we, have, we have some nice pictures on there. But, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. A- they, any pictures of dogs? And Yeah. I think one Yvonne would have her dog uh, because we have all the – like you have, we have all the employees with a little profile oh, okay. on there. Uh-huh. And I'm yeah. sure one of them would have uh, their dog on the picture okay. as well. <laughs> well, I'll make sure that's in the show notes so people can click on it and look at the dog picture and yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> So I'd also like to thank our intrepid producer, Mark Bosco. Say hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. And especially, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you. Music. Music.